This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, hello and welcome to Extra Time, the soccer podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. You're with Dan Roebuck and alongside me, Nigel Seeley. Nigel, end of a long club season, but a fascinating international slate to look forward to. It just doesn't stop, does it? The soccer, it's the summer, it doesn't matter. There's always a little bit of action for us. Well, first of all, uh, Dan, good to see you. First time we've worked together for about for a long time, years, seven years. Indeed, know, it is a long, 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 long time. I've been following you on the, with the, uh, the Spanish boys and other shows on the on the network. Fantastic job, and I thought I want to be in with the the main man. So I'm glad we're on here today, up hundred percent. And and I never got when I said you want to be in with the main man, I never got a text back. So yeah, me as well. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit upset about that. But uh, let's have a look. Mate, let, honestly, let's be fair. I mean, what on earth are these international about this time of year? Oh, yeah, hang on. Are you, are you not a UEFA Nations League fan? I like these. <laughs> Look, I, I'd rather have these than friendlies. I get from that. A, from, I... from a betting point of view, these are taken seriously by an awful lot of the nations. You can get smaller nations creeping up, being promoted, getting into European I get, Championships. I get all That's that stuff. That's what it's about. I get all that stuff, but I think the timing is right to have them. Uh, I think I don't think the big clubs should be, the Premier League clubs should be in the the Football League Cup, the Caribou Cup. I think that's when these matches should be played. I think they should probably be given a buy in the FA Cup third round week. What is the point of that? I mean, Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool dominate that competition for years and years and years. I think that the calendar, football calendar should be used better. I do not understand why teams have played 63 games with, a, with an African Cup of Nations and then being asked to come and do this as well. Uh, teams have played in Champions League, you know, successful size in, in Europe. And then they've got a World Cup. I think you, you and I, I had a, this conversation with a fellow of mine in a pub, surprisingly. I know you would believe I was in a pub, but I had a fellow and he said, well, they're you're, football players. I thought you were off it these days. Anyway, yeah, go on. Well, not as much as I, well, I am, but not as <laughs> no, I am. It's uh, still, still five a day. But um, the, the thing was, it's, um, I don't, he said, they get paid enough money to do it, but I don't think, I don't think the calendar's used properly. I think the calendar, should, I, I mean, a week, a couple of weeks after the season, having, four international matches in a very short period of time but that's it's only ludicrous. because of what well, that's only because of the world cup finals if the world cup finals weren't in Qatar, then this wouldn't happen as it yeah, is i get that gotta be everything's got to be squeezed because we're playing in the desert in november if yeah, it I... wasn't for that on a regular on a regular summer there would always be world cup qualifiers european qualifiers friendlies whatever i think that Barcelona football... have been to been been to Australia, you yeah, know. But the, I mean, but the this football is, this, kind of Nigel. I know you're old fashioned, but this is modern life. Well, I, I still haven't got this 
used to this Zoom thing. It took about eight <laughs> attempts to get used to it. And then never catch on. I'm still I'm a VHS video man. I'm still a DVD <laughs> kind of guy. But uh, no, I, I, I think it's very, very hard. And I think I think you're going to see a lot of lethargic games. I don't think you're going to see people going through the motions. I think people are going to be tired. I think once it gets to the these first few games coming in September, when the, when the next set come, and I think they're going to be really fascinating games. There's some mouth-altering fixtures, but will they live up to it on the pitch? I'm not so sure. Okay, so we might be looking at a few unders here. We might be looking at a few nil-nils. We might be looking at one or two games that are played at pedestrian pace. Obviously, betting in play on Bet Rivers as well. So if it's first 10 or 15 minutes, it looks like a proper game. You can, you know, take an opinion. We're going to kick off with one that does matter, and it matters for a whole load of opinions. Um, World Cup playoff, this is a semi-final. It's held over, obviously... Uh, from a few months back. This is Scotland-Ukraine we're going to take a look at first. This is Wednesday. Now, Scotland plus 130, Ukraine plus 250. An awful lot of emotion around the match. We know that. Cautious approach maybe from both. I don't know. How how you how, how do you approach a game like this? Now, do, you, do you separate everything from outside? Because that's what Scotland's trying to do. That's what Steve Clark's trying to do. He's saying, look, you, just play, you, know, you play the game. You play the game. You don't play the occasion. Well, Scotland love to thrive being underdogs, and they may not be underdogs in terms of betting, but they're underdogs in 99.9% of the world population. <laughs> they want Ukraine to win. The only competition Ukraine have been in since, obviously, the, the events that have happened in the, in the last few months is the Eurovision Song Contest, and they won it by a public landslide. So um, that is the, the kind of pressure they're going to be under Scotland here. Um, it's a very difficult one for Scotland to, to, to find themselves in. Um Whenever these kind of matches throw up, the, the, I always try to look for a betting angle. I mean, I shouldn't be thinking like this, but when when the, the war in Ukraine happened, my brother sent me a text and said, what's the angle? And I said, mm. Ukraine to win the Eurovision Song Contest at eight to one. They started off minus three dollars. Unfortunately, that's how betters think. And obviously, I, I, I'm not politically, I'm going into a political statement or anything like that, but from you have to look for angles in times comes kinds of things like this. My first angle in this game is is to sell the bookings, to go under the bookings. Because I feel that suddenly that the, this game will be played, even though it's a huge, huge match, I think it'll be played in a in a very good spirit. I can see both sides, you know, this is a high profile winner takes all shot for a World Cup place. But I can see um, the, 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 the half and half shirt, the scarfs being sold out in seconds. Yeah. It, it's the one see, time they're acceptable, I think. Yeah, it? and I can see both <laughs> players, you know, standing there for photo opportunities to show their solidarity. So I suddenly think that unders is definitely the bet on the booking. So that's my first reaction here straight away. Unfortunately, as we film this, there's no bookings lines up yet, cars line yet, but I would probably expect it to be around two and a half, three and a half, and I'm definitely go under two and a half, under three and a half. The other thing I think here is definitely the goals angle going under to under goals. Five of the last six um matches, nations league matches for Scotland all cashed under two and a half goals. Four of five Scotland's last international matches all cashed under two and a half goals. Five of the last six Ukraine games under two and a half goals. Uh, five of the last seven Ukraine matches have ended in draws. They're very, very difficult to beat. Very, very hard to beat. I would expect this to go all the way. It could potentially go all the way to extra time. I think the draw here potentially is, is a great bet. But when we look at goal markets and we look at games like this, I feel that one goal will probably be enough to win it rather than the two goals. So, you know, we always go for under two and a half, but under two and a half is relatively low. It's sort of minus $2.50 or something like that. It's a very, very low price. I would never bet under two and a half goals. But if you expect a game to produce low scores, let's go for that next level. 
And I think under one and a half goal here at plus 170 is the bet under cards. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a nil-nil. Um, I know I've, I've mentioned quite a lot in, in nil-nils and I think it's going to be a common theme in this in this podcast. But I think no goal score here at six to one. Uh, American uh, bettors have messaged me so many times about what, why do I, you know, I always suggest no goal score. And it's something that we always say here in the UK. It's something that's been fruitful. You saw the playoff final yesterday where um, uh, Huddersfield got beat 1-0 by Nodden Forest, and the goal was a, an own oh, goal. Yeah. And, and, and and you would have been cashed on, on no goal scorer. Yeah. So no goal scorer here. psyche straight away. It's always no to. goal scorer. It's never nil-nil. It's always, it's, it's the first rule of betting, like f- for soccer betting, if you're looking for an angle against goals. So no goal scorer here. Six to one is a bet. Under one and a half goals would be my best play in this match at plus 170. Okay, just very briefly, um, Whoever go, who would you like to go through, and do you think they'll beat Wales on Sunday for a place at the World Cup? Um, do you think any of these two would? Do you know, do you know, I, I'm not one of these people who, who, who doesn't cheer against Scotland, doesn't cheer against Wales. You know, I, I would love the home nations to go through. I think it's, it's, it's so. I'd, li- I'd like to see Scotland go through, but obviously with with the Ukraine factor, um, oh, it's, it's a tough one. But I, I would like to see Scotland play Wales in a real tasty game because then we're talking about a game that is really, really meaningful. Bookings will be through the roof. It'll be a really, really high intensity game. I think if Ukraine play Wales, it might suddenly fall into the same category as this and be played as a friendly rather than a high intensity game that's uh, with a World Cup place at stake. Yeah, watch out for that. Whoever gets through, it's going to be a very different game. There's an awful lot of history, Wales, Scotland, when it comes to qualifiers for World Cup game, famous game uh, in the 80s, one in the 70s as well, I think. Uh, let's move on to a friendly international that is, is going to be of an awful lot of interest here. USA versus Morocco Thursday. Um, first meeting for some 16 years. They both qualify for the World Cup, these two. Uh, USA, I've, I've kept across uh, of their results. Um, as you know, Nigel, comment out a few Major League Soccer games for Sky in the UK. Greg Berhalter's coming for a little bit of criticism. Um, but they're friendlies. There's been an awful lot of goals in them over the last 18 months or so. And this is one that they will want to win against Morocco. They want to build up momentum heading into those World Cup finals. How do you see it? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot difficult for the Moroccan players to come over to America and play this game. So there's, you know, it's going to be a lot of travelling, a lot of difficulty for them. So you would definitely expect the USA to put in a performance. They're plus 125, rightful favourites in my opinion. But I think you you mentioned it there. The goal angle is definitely where you have to go. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, we're going to come on to the best players, but this is right up there. 31 successive internationals Morocco have played and 31 of them they've scored. The last time they failed to score in a competitive international was in 2019 against Gabon. Well, we all we all failed to score against Gabon, didn't we? <laughs> uh, and, and in America... That's a given at Gabon. Yeah, listen, their, their defensive line is superb. But um, the USA, I know, I know the goals are dried up in recent internationals. Three of the last five, they haven't scored. But on the home turf, they've scored in the last 19 games. I've been watching the MLS show on the Bet Rivers Network with Tom uh, and Taylor do a fantastic job on here. And the one thing they say is just always go overs, goals. It's a league that just produces goals. Offensively, the American side is very, very good defensively. It's probably their weakness. So I love goals here. I, I think both teams to score. Yes, it's minus 125. Love that play. 31, like I say, 31 successive goals, matches where Morocco have scored. 19 home games. It's got to be goals. Over two and a half goals is plus money. 107. Uh, there is this sort of narrative that um, the the goals in friendlies are always quite low, and you've got to take that into account. But I think with these two sides, they they throw that out the window. You know, in in big international European football, they sort of they they don't 
put it all in. But I think uh, USA Morocco here in a, a game that means something during the preparation for a World Cup, I expect goals. Yeah, uh, last five Morocco games, both teams to score yes as well. And USA, uh, without arguably their their best defender, Miles Robinson, who's probably going to miss the World Cup final. He's got a bad injury, probably going to miss the whole year, won't be ready until the start of next MLS season. UEFA Nations League, uh, you were poo-pooing it, Nigel, before. I like the UEFA Nations League. I like I hate it. Friendlies. I hate friendlies. I you're get just, it. I know, you're talking about the timing. Um, uh, we're just, just going to touch on France-Denmark France, first of all. Uh, you... I think this is a really good game. And, and one of the reasons is they're going to meet in the World Cup finals. This is a competitive game between two teams that will meet in the World Cup finals in a few months' time. It's on match day two in Qatar in their particular section. So it's, it's, it's worth watching. It's a form line, if nothing else. And you've got two teams that potentially could win it. Well, France, obviously, plus 650 to win the World Cup. Denmark might be fair outsiders, plus 3,000. Um, you've not got an angle for us here, Nigel, but I'm sure you've got an opinion. Well, I, 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 I was probably leaning, leaning towards France, uh, but I thought well, minus 143, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it. Um, Denmark were my big play in the Euros, and I was massively... They were really unlucky not to Yeah, I, I, they were my really, really big play. And obviously the tragedy that happened to uh, Christian Eriksen obviously sort of scuppered that kind of thing. And I thought they played really well against England, actually. I thought England were pretty poor that night, and um, you know they had their chances. But... Um, I, I think this is a really difficult one to call, particularly because of the reason why you said they both meet in the in the World Cup. So do they really want to show their race card? Do they want to keep the little joke up their sleeve? They don't want to give give too much away. I would expect France to edge it in a low-scoring game, uh, maybe 1-0. I just don't see any reason why Denmark really, really have to go all-out uh, win. I think this will be played at a, a sort of a, a friendly-type pace. But uh, I'm, ed- I'm leaning towards France here. But... Um, as far as the betting is concerned, as far as the bet's concerned, I've looked at the game. I've tried to break it down. Um, the French side is just—I mean, I mean, I bet them. I bet. I bet that these are the two sides I did bet for the Euros. And the French side—I mean, you, you break it down, player for player, and even replacement for play, replacement is probably the best squad. Well, it is the best squad in European football, probably world football. But there is something that happens to them in, in games that I don't—I I still can't explain in big games. I mean, they didn't lose in the Euros, but they drew three-three against Switzerland, and explicitly letting three goals in that game. They went in there thinking they could win it easily. It didn't happen for them. Uh, but I don't think there'd be no complacency here. I think France will go back to doing what they do well, uh, being quite solid defensively. They're not very, very high scoring outside major tournaments. If you look at their their record, it, they're quite low scoring inside. I would expect France to probably edge it 1-0, but I wouldn't have a bet. Yeah, France are the defending champions, of course, when it yep. comes to the UEFA Nations League. They beat uh, Spain and Italy, of course, uh, in the final. They've got used to winning on the Didier Deschamps. There's no doubt about that. I think plus 650 for the World Cup. You could do a lot worse. Same with Denmark as well. I'm with you on those two. Um, Italy-Germany. Looking back at some of the stats on this one. Uh, this is a Saturday game. Haven't met since November 2016. Haven't met competitively since that summer's European Championships. Germany won on penalties. Uh, seven penalties were missed, so much for German efficiency. Uh, 6-5, Germany won in the end. This is a decent... I, I think Italy have got a point to prove here, and I think Germany take the Nigel Seeley approach to the UEFA, uh, UEFA Nations League. They don't seem to be interested. They've only won two matches in the UEFA Nations League. It seems incredible that Italy won't be at the World Cup. What are we thinking here? Well, yeah, I, I, I want to oppose Germany in some kind of capacity. As you said, I think it means a lot, lot more this game for Italy than Germany. Absolutely. Um, they want to 
show the world that uh, they're disappointed in not making the World Cup and they're really fired up for this game. And I think that's what the, the home nation, the, their, their fans expect. They obviously play Argentina before this game, didn't they, at Wembley, which is a, an interesting sort of caveat to that kind of thing, how the performance are there, what sort of team they put out of that. And that could be a quite high-intensity game. Uh, I, I don't you know, it might be, it might, it could turn out to be a friendly, but I think you need to look at that game and look at how much they, they put into that match before we bet on here. The one thing here is, though, is the amount of draws that these two sides play. I mean, last six internationals, four draws, three 1 1 draws. Um, you know, Germany are unbeaten in four, last four against Italy, and, and three draws in that period as well. So I, I, I don't, I, I've, I've said this on probably. Over the years, I've probably said it in countless, countless, countless of interviews or betting any analysts or breakdowns. Italy, Germany, you go and ask a straw poll of 100 Italians and you should ask a straw poll of 100 Germans how this game is going to go. I would say that probably around 50% of them say it'd be a draw. But the, the draw is the best price of all three. Plus 155 Italy, plus 180 Germany, and a massive plus 230 the draw. Now, when you consider other games in these matches at like two ten, two dollars. And I've seen I've seen one is plus one eighty five. With knowing that Germany probably won't go through go through hundred percent. The Italians something to prove to draw a common theme whenever they played. I think plus two thirty to draw here represents some value. I also think that you may want to bet the draw at half time in the first half because I think the first half will be very, very cagey. And I think it will open up in the second half. So if you're looking for the draw angle, I like the draw to win the match at 2.30, but I really like the draw at halftime. I don't see really both of these sides just going through the motions in the first half. And if it does open up, it will certainly open up in the second half. But I think this will be a cagey affair. And they've got some big games to come. Obviously, both have got to play England as well, which is um, which is important. So they're going to drop points. So a draw each here wouldn't be a bad result for either team. Uh, speaking of England, they travel to Hungary. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that there's no supporters in Budapest for this one. Mm-hmm. Hung- Hungary have, have uh, got their own issues with supporters, as England have. The next England game, I think, at home hasn't got any fans either. How much of a factor that, from a betting point of view here, does it make any sort of difference to how you approach this? England are short price favourites, minus 250 or thereabouts. Hungary, big price, plus 825. I think it makes a massive difference for Hungary. Huge, huge difference. I mean, we saw in the Euros what that place was like. It was rocking. They were the only places. They were the only places that uh, was allowed fans, weren't they, in, in the European yeah. Championship? Them and Denmark, I think. And uh, they had a full attendance. It was absolutely rocking. And they got results because of that home support. The other sides didn't have that home support. Without that home support, how are they going to beat England? And that is their. That was their twelfth man, wasn't it? Really, I can't see England losing this. Um, I mean. I've I've always been the the most biggest critic of English football in international. I still believe that Gareth Southgate is completely the wrong man to lead us to a a, 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 a to a major title. A, a, fi- think, a final in the European Championships and a semi final in the World Cup. Nigel. Yeah, but both of them they, we should have won. Yeah, both of them we won, and both of them we sat back. We're we're great against teams like this. We're great at home against all sort. We're, we're flat track bullies, but when we're up against someone who can play a bit of football, we play them too much respect. We haven't got that killer instinct. The coach hasn't got that killer instinct. You put Jose Mourinho in charge of the England football team or you put Carlo Ancelotti in charge of the England team, we'd win World Cups. I know we've gone for the Capello approach over the years, but I'll tell you what, they were bringing some kind of game breakdown and, and management that will make us win the game. We've always been poor management and we've always been poor when we've gone in front. 
whenever we've gone up front, we've always England's have always been a better side. All our best performances are when we've gone one nil behind. When we've gone one nil behind, we come on and, and we score. But when one up, like, we pay too much respect and we allow better teams to have the ball and and better players. We try to play their game. England's football is all about the front foot. It's all about pace. It's all about power. It's all about you know directness. When we when we go one nil up, we try, we suddenly turn into the Italians from the nineteen eighties. We're not that. But I think this is easy for England. I think England will win here. Um, minus 250. I mean, England have got such a depth of talent. We feel talent is incredible. The only thing we lack, really, I believe, is a replacement for Harry Kane if Harry Kane was injured. Um, I know defensively they get criticised and Harry Maguire's had a bad season in Manchester United, but when he puts on England show, he's a different player. Uh, Jordan Pickford gets criticised as well, but he's had a brilliant end of the season for Everton. Um, and I feel that England won't concede. I mean, if you look at England's last 10 road wins, last 10 matches on the road for England, nine of them, they've won to nil. Uh, they beat four, they beat Bulgaria, uh, they beat Hungary 4-0 in the, in the reverse fixture. I know there was a 1-1 draw at Wembley they played recently, but um, I think the best way to play England here, instead of taking minus 250, is to bet England to win to nil, plus 107. England don't concede. That when they play these kind of sides, they do not concede. Our defensive record in qualification is absolutely phenomenal. Um, we, we, those fans. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be very hard for Hungary to lift themselves here against an England side that are just full of internationals, and and the squad we have, I, I think, would be very, very interesting to see what side he goes with, who he rests. The Liverpool players, obviously, will probably be rested, but I think the squad that we have is is, is so strong. I would expect England to win and to win to nil plus one oh seven. Plus one oh seven England to win to nil. Uh, one of the best bets of the week's potentially England plus six fifty to win the World Cup. Uh, incidentally, I don't think I wouldn't bet that, that in and any time soon. Belgium Netherlands is on Friday. Good one in prospect this. Another Nations League game. Uh, goals in this one we're predicting. They're both incidentally plus fourteen hundred to win the World Cup. What about this game in particular? Yeah, I, I, it screams goals to me. Uh, I mean, Lukaku, when he plays for Belgium, is a different animal to what he is when he plays for for um, for, for Chelsea. Uh, Holland, you know, they, they both like to play football in the right way. Good, good offensive-minded coaches who like to play football, and I expect goals. I mean, if you look back, five of the last six Belgian games, both teams have scored. Three of the last four uh, Netherlands games, both teams have scored. Uh, there's been a lot of draws in this feature as well. Six of the last eight matches between the two have ended draws, but some of the one nil nil, one two two, three one ones, and one five five. So be. yes, so, so six of those games, five of them, both teams scored. Uh, both teams to score. Yes, is minus one, uh, minus one forty one. Over two and a half goals is minus uh, one oh nine. It's a goal frenzy for me. I can see this, and I like. I, if I was going to have a bit of pizza money, I love a bit of pizza money in the old Desmond two two. Uh, I can see, I can see this being a high-scoring draw. Uh, Belgium run beaten in eight against them. They've got a brilliant record. Uh, one, two, drawn six. Uh, Netherlands don't win, but I think um, both of them will, will come here and have a go. I think this will be. I think this out of all the games on the on this Nations League that I want to watch, I'd like to watch from a spectacle. I think the most entertaining one will be this match. I expect goals. Spain-Portugal might be entertaining. Only a couple of Real Madrid players in the Spain squads, incidentally. They don't get too many in there anyway, given the international nature of their team. Portugal have won the Nations League. They've won the European Championship recently as well. Uh, this is another one, near neighbours, uh, an all-Iberian affair, and one that may end up with the Nations grabbing a point apiece. I th- that's where I'm heading. Uh, I think this is a good time to take on Spain. I think in the European, the European Championship, Spain were the team I took out of it. I thought they, they 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 played a new system. 
they had uh, they didn't have a, an out and out centre forward, and I felt that they were the team that I took out of the Euros and thought you know for the World Cup they were the ones that I liked. I, I think for, you know two years on they'll get better. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to think of the I can think it was the guy who went to from Man City to Torres. Yeah, sorry. I mean, he was exceptional in yeah. the World Cup. They, they're building him now into that Barcelona. They're building him into a striker. They've suddenly now, I feel they're looking really, really good. They're young, a good manager. And I feel that Spain are the side I would like to take now to win the World Cup. Whether they win this game, that's a different matter. I think the time is right to take on Spain in this game. I've never, ever, ever got Portugal. Whenever I've called them, as winners or doing well, they've they've done me. Whenever I don't expect them to win anything, they they they've they've they won. Mass, they were a massive prize to win the European Championship. I've they? never ever 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 got them. I just I've always caught, they were like my team that I just can't international football. I can never under I can never get Portugal right. But I do feel this this is a, a big game. Obviously, this is two you know, neighbours, big big match for the two of them. It's in Seville, so the weather's going to be very very hot. It's very hot in Seville at the moment. Both of them will be able to cope with that, but I still feel that that's going to sort of, as the game goes on, it's going to take its toll on the players. The heat's going to come on. We saw in the uh, the game uh, in the Europa League final that it sort of the heat had a little bit of effect there. So I I I I, I wouldn't play the goals, but I do like the draw here at plus two ten. Um, it's been a long season for both of these sides. Obviously, Real Madrid players, you said there's only a few of them in the squad. But equally, Barcelona, it's been a long season. Like you said, they're touring as well. Portugal players have been involved in in a long, long season as well. And they're all around the world, Manchester United and, and all different European games. And I feel that a draw here at plus 210, a little bit bigger than two to one, is probably where I'll be heading. Uh, three of the last four being nil-nil, incidentally, plus 750. Obviously, play the no-goal scorer, as we explained previously. Um now then, other matches, big slate over the course of the next week and a half. He stretches out this UEFA Nations League, as Nigel has, has ridiculed already, uh, because of the nature of it. And I think every single nation has got four matches over the course of the next sort of 16, 17 days. It's something like that. There's a couple of friendlies mixed in as well. So any other bets over the course of the next few days that has caught your eye? Nigel? There's two games I quite like to look off, and I'm going to similar angle on both of them. Bulgaria against North Macedonia. I know it's the, the game that everyone wants me to talk about. It's the, the, the highlight yeah, of the... I, of I the, tried to get a ticket for it, but unfortunately, I, well, I just couldn't. It's, yeah, well, you've you got to know people. If anyone out there can get me a ticket, I want three together. Don't say that. You'll get you, you, <laughs> you'll get 300 together. You'll get 300 together. Um, Bulgaria have only won one in five. Not in great form. Uh, a side that uh, living off sort of history rather than what they, they've done recently. Um, and North Macedonia, obviously coming here and the, the country that uh, everybody looks at now thinking they could, they could break through into the bigger leagues. It's going to be much more important for North Macedonia to get promotion in this league rather than Bulgaria. New, Bulgaria going backwards. North Macedonia definitely moving forward. Obviously a famous win against Italy. They've beaten Germany as well. Uh, I give them a great chance here. Uh, I'm going to bet on the draw no bet at minus 106. I also think that uh, Neil Neil was a big, big runner in this game. This is this has got Neil Neil written all over it. Um, but obviously, that, that will be a push if you got the um, if you've got the uh, um, the, the draw no bet with a, with a draw. You know, you weigh that North Macedonia defended against Italy. They defended absolutely brilliantly, hit them on the break, and I can see them doing a similar job against Bulgaria. That is their tactic. That was what they did against Germany as well. So I like um, North Macedonia, draw no bet here at minus 106. And the other game I like, this is another one where the nil-nil detectors going off and it's under one and a half goals. And honestly, North Northern Ireland against Greece. Over the last 
10 years or so, Northern Ireland and Greece have probably been two of the most boring sides to Greece watch. Greece is shocking to watch. The, 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 I'm glad you said shocking there. But I, um, <laughs> the, 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 the Greeks, I mean, they bored their way to the European Championship many years ago. Absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible to watch. And North, Northern Ireland have tried to replicate that kind of form in recent years to get into major competitions. Uh, they've gone a little bit more offensively recently, but against each other. Six of the last eight Northern Ireland games under two and a half goals. Seven of the last eight Greek games under two and a half goals. I like under one and a half goals. Uh, again, to enhance that price, plus 160 Northern Ireland against Greece. Yeah, just squeeze it out. Go minus one and a half. I, 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 I mean, would you say... You know, minus one and a half, minus two and a half. Would you split your stakes, or, or how would you? No, I would never bet anything under two and a half goals. The lowest I'd go would probably be about minus one sixty-two, which is eight to thirteen. And I think you'll see four, seven, one to two, minus two dollars. I'd, I'd go for the one and a half because there's much. You know, one goal is probably more likely. The bookies are saying there's there's not going to be many goals here, and the difference between one and a half goals doesn't change that much. You know, here you get one sixty, one seventy. If the light, usually you probably get one ninety too. So it's better to play the under one and a half goal for me. I also like the nil-nil detector in both of those as well, or no goal scorer. Uh, two Greek games so far this season. Um, they beat Romania 1-0 and they lost away at Montenegro 1-0. So that just uh, buys into that. We're looking for a few goals in that one. OK, uh, we need a best bet and a dog uh, from your best bet over the course of the next few days when it comes to international action. Nigel, is? My best bet is USA, Morocco, both teams to score. Minus 125. Okay. And the dog? I'm going to throw in, I'm going to go no goal scorer in that game, the Northern Ireland game. Northern Ireland, Greece against Northern Ireland, no goal scorer. It's one of them. It's one of them bets that you'll see the score nil nil and think, "What? It was so obvious to bet no goal scorer at six to one. Why didn't I bet it?" Well, don't make sure you do bet it. Uh, no goal scorer at six to one. Make sure that's on your cards. Uh, Parlay, have you got one? Yeah, I'm going to go for England to win to nil. Uh, minus one hundred four. Both teams to score in USA against Morocco, and that'll be it. I'm only going to go for two. Just okay. playing it safe. So two in the parlay. Um, pays about three oh, to one. Okay. Nigel, obviously uh, you're a regular on these podcasts, but for those that have just stumbled across the Bet Rivers podcast, give us your details in terms of your social media. Where can people follow you? Yeah, you can follow me at Seely underscore Nigel. Wonderful. That wraps up the Extra Time Soccer Podcast in association with Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.